Welcome to the next podcast from Millinery Info. This episode is with Elaine Murgard. Elaine is the founder of Hat Academy, who brings online courses to millinery students across the globe. We'd like to thank our Patreon podcast sponsors, Ms. Haiti Millinery, the Millinery Association of Australia, Catherine Cherry Millinery, the Hat Academy, the Essential Hat, and Louise McDonald for their support of our podcast series. If you'd like to find out how to become a sponsor of this podcast, follow the link on our website. We hope you enjoy this discussion with Elaine. Me today, Elaine. It's wonderful to have you. And we also have Hat Academy is one of our podcast sponsors as well. So thank you for that. We'd love to hear about how did Hat Academy first come about? Um, well, Hat Academy uh, came about simply because when I was... Um, a full-time milliner in the early 2000s. Um, I was very friendly with another milliner who had a store in the Brisbane Arcade and um, she had cancer. And I was quite distressed. Beautiful person. Her work was just magnificent. And um, I, it really worried me because I thought if she doesn't come through this, um, all those skills, you know, are going to go with her. And it was a real light bulb moment for me because I thought, well, come on, Elaine, you're only about three or four years younger. The same could happen for you. So then I started to think, how can I share my skills? Because, you know, getting older and can't continue face-to-face -face classes forever. So I set about this plan to actually have some lessons filmed, put on a DVD. And I was particularly interested in helping the girls who live out in Kanamala or out at Winton, Mount Isa, because they don't have the opportunity to learn millinery um, because there's no tape colleges out there. And so this is where this really the starting point for Hat Academy. And we started on this journey. It's fantastic. And about what time was that? Well, we never actually did DVDs because what happened was um, in 2008, when her ex, I was making hats for her excellency, uh, Dame Quentin Bryce, and she accepted the post as Governor General and she wanted me to continue making her hats. But I was at the point of um, realising that I wasn't going to keep manufacturing and I was going to take this step to produce these lessons. So I said, to, I actually said to her, there's a really good milliner down in Canberra and it's more convenient time-wise for you because, um, you know, I was on the Sunshine Coast and she was at Canberra and I shared with her that what I really wanted to do was produce these DVDs. And she's a, a country person, so she thought it was wonderful that if the girls in the bush, in the outback Queensland um, or Australia could learn these skills. Um, so this was in, uh, that was 2008, and I had started actually writing the lessons. Um, whenever we were travelling, I'd have my notepad and I would sit there and start writing the lessons and working out what lesson one was, what lesson two was, and so on. I had been teaching at uh, USQ and 
Cobbin Cove Museum um, in Toowoomba. And um, I had very, some very keen students there and they wanted more. And I was saying to them, well, look, you know, I'm looking at doing these DVDs. Well, by the time I had the first 10 lessons ready to go, and I'd done all the prep, because a lot of people don't realise there's a lot of prep to make one lesson. And um, the milliners that are now involved with us, I always say to them, you have to have four stages. The beginning, the final hat, but two stages in between to cut out time of um, stitching forever and ever and ever. They must have something started, but actually show on the lesson how to continue doing that. So I, I started this journey um, doing the prep and we were ready in 2011 to start filming. And then we discovered streaming. Never heard of it before. <laughs> Um, and we thought, oh, this solves the problem because I had discovered that if anyone overseas wanted my DVD, it's a different DVD region and they have a different DVD system. So it would have been quite dramatic and let alone the, the hope that the DVD arrived in the mail. So yes. streaming was the solution. And of course, we all know about streaming, moving on, you know, eight years on, we all know about streaming and Netflix. And um, it has been just the perfect way to do it for us. And I just want to jump back to your millinery. So how did you first become involved in millinery and what was your training in the area? I actually fell into millinery. I, in 1961, as a grade 10 student, I decided I would apply for a teacher's scholarship. And when you applied for a teacher's scholarship in those days, it meant that for the two years going through grade 11 and 12 and the two years of teacher training, you would be bound by the government to teach for four years after that. And that was the system in those days. So I received this scholarship and in 1964, 65, I attended the uh, Calvin Grove Teachers College in Brisbane. I, I was going there to be a cooking and a sewing teacher. Um, I had no idea that millinery was part of the, the training. So I wasn't actually a top student, but I enjoyed it. And I loved wearing my hats. It, and um, we used to have to make uh, you know, tailored suits in linen or boucle wool. Don't know why wool in Queensland, but we did. Um, but the thing was, we were trained to coordinate our hats with our outfit. So I loved the experience of, you know, um, wearing my own hat, an outfit that coordinated. And so it was a very intense course over two years and um, you know we were taught everything now the reason why they um, were training us it was not for our own entertainment no way the government doesn't do that in fact the government was training us so that we would teach it um, in adult education again so they could make money out of our teaching and um, 
in those days, the classes would easily be 15 plus. Um, and we were trained to, in all areas of millinery. Um, according to the trends of that time, we were trained with parries, baku, um, felts. Um, Spartry, of course, was the foundation straw of that time. And um, we were really taught how to um, cover a spartry base with um, fabric. Um, we were also taught wedding veils, um, children's hats, and of course the pill box, which was, you know, Jackie Kennedy's signature in the 60s. And um, yeah, even down to christening bonnets. So we were trained in all those areas and it was rather um, intense. I, I like the examination each uh, term was to make a hat in eight hours from beginning to end. And that meant um, we had to manage our time and we were trained in that area to manage our time. So that when we would, it would be four hours on one day and four hours on the next day was allocated for the examination. And uh, we would have to work out our timing in relation to the hat drying, the stiffener drying, but at the same time, while we're in that wait time, we would have to be doing something else. But they'd actually make us write it down. And I, I really, I have benefited over the years from those time management skills, uh, being in business, um, in my own manufacture, but we've been in tourism and other businesses and um, time management is such an important thing. But it was, um, it was a wonderful course. And, you know, I often feel privileged that I had this opportunity to learn so many skills. Uh, sadly, it, um, by 1973, I think it was, they stopped teaching millinery. So I often meet up with other home economics teachers and they said, oh, no, we missed out on that. But um, I'm very thankful that I had the opportunity because the thing was, I loved wearing hats. It's such an in-depth quality training that, that set you up. And then from finishing that, did you go on to teach home economics and textiles or did you transition into teaching hats from there? Well, I did both. I was a home economic teacher by day and then I taught in what was adult night classes at night. Um, I wanted my first car. That was my first goal. And I think in business, you know, and even when I was teaching, it's always good to have a goal. So I didn't mind doing two. And, and later on in the 80s, I was doing three nights a week at TAFE, as well as running a business uh, in tourism. And then, of course, um, adult night school was actually um, the start of the government considering um, tertiary and further education, which is TAFE. And so that was the lead up to TAFE because there was such a demand um, from the you know, from so many people, not just wanting to go to uni, but wanting to um, master technical education and millinery was part of that. I have taught in TAFE colleges um, in the 80s and again in the 90s. 
and um, I finished up in 2000 uh, teaching in TAFE, but then took on Queensland Museum and uh, Summer School with University of Southern Queensland. And so that that TAFE and um, adult education obviously set up a good platform for you for Hat Academy. So for those who maybe aren't familiar with Hat Academy, how what are the structure of the courses and what courses do you have available? Like a lot of things in my life, they evolve. Uh, it originally it was just going to be basic lessons and then a few technical things that I never taught in the face-to-face -face classes, like how to swathe, um, French flower making. We never had time in the face-to-face -face classes to teach that. How to colour tint your millinery, um, Swiss braid work. And so I, I started off on the basics just with cinema because cinema is the most forgiving of all the straws. And then moved into um, working with Parry, um, then and Felts, and then teaching the students just from a basic set of blocks how they can redesign and give a basic rim or a basic crown a little bit more pizzazz. Uh, so that's how I worked through at the beginning. And it was actually in 2013 at the Hatson conference in. Uh, Brisbane here, that um, I noted a milliner, Amanda Baycourt, she was doing something interesting and uniquely her uh, with silk abaca. And so I approached her and said, would you like to teach these skills uh, on Hat Academy? And uh, she was very, very excited. And that was the start of working with other milliners. Well, maybe eventually I could have worked out what Amanda was doing, but she had it off pat. And, you know, I have worked in leather, but there are other milliners that are more of an expert in that area. So these milliners have connected with me or I have connected with them and have come on board. And look, it's just been so exciting. And the fact is, I only did you know, set up Hat Academy, well, it was going to be DVDs, but I only set it up really for girls at Kanamulla or Winton or Mount Isa. I had no idea that the rest of the world wanted it. And that's been what's so wonderful, that people like West Africa, in Kenya, South Africa, Moldova, that they can um, do the lessons and actually achieve and build a business. And that's what it's all about so that they can achieve and they can um, master uh, through the classes and the courses. So our courses cover an awful lot these days. The thing is, there's been so much change in millinery in the last 15 years. It's stabilised for a while, but there's just been so many changes in millinery and we try to encompass what it is that the students ask for or the tutors suggest. And you mentioned there are a few countries that um, are students of yours through Hat Academy, um, but that just must be the tip of the iceberg. Um, how many students do you have as part of the Hat Academy community? Oh, we're too busy to be counting. 
thousands. <laughs> Some of them are really um, professional milliners, um, very well experienced, but there might be something that catches their attention and uh, they just come in and do maybe that one course, which may be only two lessons. And then you get the, um, the, the milliners who seem to come in and buy every course that we ever produce. And it was um, one um, Australian student, she started off, that was where she started. She started off with Pat Academy and she kept on buying every lesson. I knew that she would be struggling as a mum and I actually said to her one day, I suggest that you stop buying more lessons just for a while. What you need to do is focus on what is your signature. You know, I don't. You know what, is, what you really like. You know what your customers really like. And you know what you're good at and what you find is easiest to produce to make money. So I want you to focus on that. And the good news is that's exactly what she did. And she hasn't bought a lesson for a while um, because she's really focused on what she's found as her signature styling. And she's recreating it and doing amazing things with what she's discovered for herself. So you mentioned about how you have some tutors come to you or they uh, you approach them how does that process work in terms of liaising with what you what you want the lesson to be and then how do you put that video together the tutors might come to me and uh, say that they would like to teach on Hat academy uh, very often they say to me i've got this particular style or technique that i'd really like to teach the first thing i have to say to them is if you want to teach on Hat Academy for your own business, you've got to be prepared to let that go because the students will take hold of it and they will be doing what you are teaching them, even though you encourage them to put their own twist to it. Um, so sometimes I have approached um, a, a tutor if I know they want to particular. I have approached some milliners and they've just said, no, thank you. And I accept that because it is part, part of it is letting go. The other side of it is it's not always easy to go on camera. And um, I remember my first lesson, I was in tears because the reality was I was an actress. I had to remember my lines. I had oh, to nice. put it all together. I was, I think I was 65 when I first started and it was a little bit daunting, but uh, the videographer assured me that I could keep going. So he was very patient and we got through the first lesson and eventually <laughs> I, I think I've done about 46 or seven, I can't remember lessons. But um, that, is, that is a bit of a challenge, um, just being able to uh, get in front of the camera um, we do have an auto cue. Um, one of the things that we, you know, as milliners, we don't get around bragging about ourselves. And when you have to introduce yourself in your first lesson, you've got to say, my name is, and I'm a milliner, and talk a little bit about yourself. And everyone finds that really hard. So we do have an auto cue for that, that they've pre-written. 
and they can just read it off uh, so they can <laughs> talk about themselves. Um, but once the milliners, um, they, before they start, they always send me a script and we go through it together and we make sure that it flows. We make sure that they've done the sufficient preparation um, so that we can record a lesson in a day. That's our goal. We have had some long days. I mean, from half past eight to half past ten um, <laughs> one time. Um, it was just a, yeah, um, a long one. But, um, and with the tutors, um, we are under commercial agreement with them. And we, Hat Academy has responsibilities uh, because they're going to earn money through Hat Academy and they have responsibilities. Um, so it, it works very well. Um, and um, yeah, it's just so wonderful for these other milliners to be sharing on Hat Academy. Um, it's like leaving a legacy so that others can learn and we are basically passing on the baton. That's a wonderful essence and that comes back to your initial ethos of why you started to develop it as well. Yes, yeah it is, it is it's amazing that it's happened and um, you know because uh, once a teacher always a teacher and this is really what I love to do and you know it's when you see the students um, by learning online, getting results, putting their own twist to it. You know, the detailed finish that they have, um, it's very exciting. And, you know, they, they often um, send me little messages how much they're enjoying the lessons and how much, you know, the creativity of Melanie means to them. And, um, you know, when their first customer buys a hat, it's so exciting. And um, we have a community within Hat Academy uh, so that they can share with each other. And that's an important part of Hat Academy um, because they can um, pass on information to each other in discussions and it, it benefits everyone. And, um, or they can ask questions. So that's a very important part of Hat Academy. The community of Hat Academy is based within the website. Um, what kind of discussions do you see that go on and what, what do members get to share within that community platform of your website? One of the biggest discussions was about labels. Um, and everyone gave their ideas and suppliers of labels from different parts of the world, which and it's still um, referenced. We can, we can actually see in the back office um, the discussions that are viewed. Uh, the other one that is often viewed is sewing machines because the new students come in um, and some of them haven't been at a sewing machine for a while. And um, they want to know what sort of a sewing machine should they buy? Um, so I just send them, if they ask me this question, I just send them the link um, on the sewing machine discussion and um, different brands are recommended with different reasons so that they can work it out themselves what's the best type of sewing machine. Um, I have questions about um, 
about dyeing, whether you can use paint from the hardware. There's a lot of uh, questions like that. And everyone gives their experience and their opinions, what works and what doesn't. Like daily, there are questions or people make comments. Um, and um, it's all helpful because it's all there for them ongoing. Yes, and everyone, it's like a, a community brains trust that you can contribute to and reference. Absolutely. <laughs> and recently you've had a structural change of how people can access Cat Academy. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, we've set up um, um, a subscription system. Um, there are some people who struggle uh, they want to do it and they struggle financially. So we felt so we need to give them, particularly the beginners, um, a different option. The, the, one of the biggest uh, issues is some countries, there's not a readily available supply of millinery products. They can't um, locally get any millinery blocks. So they start to look at the cost of that and um, it sort of overwhelms them a little bit. So we've taken on the subscription system um, and it means it's an annual subscription. Um, they get the lessons a lot cheaper and um, but uh, going forward, if they want to continue to have those lessons, they will have, can have to continue to subscribe. But we will continue to add uh, basic lessons on in different areas uh, to that um, subscription system. It just helps uh, some of the beginners to uh, get started. And once they get started and sell their hats, well, then they um, will buy some of the masterclasses in the deluxe, deluxe courses that we have, uh, mainly from other milliners. So um, it's, it's just a, a progress for them. Uh, the biggest thing is people come in thinking it's a craft, and I have to tell them that it is a trade. And uh, you do require tools in any trade. And so the blocks, the steamers, the iron, whatever it is, a sewing machine, are part of the tools you need to learn this trade. That's well put. And what are some of the courses that you have coming up in your releases? There's always new courses coming up. And... Um, I've actually recorded a course on Hats for Dolls, Bears and Furry Friends. I, now, I'm a little bit, I've got a reason for doing this because I want to introduce people who are into craft, into millinery. And in year 2000, I started teaching Hats for Dolls and Bears at a bear studio at South Bank in Brisbane. and. Um, some of those girls loved it so much they forgot about their dolls and bears and actually went to TAFE to learn millinery because they loved it. So I realised I think I've just got to market to some crafters um, how to make hats for dolls and bears and their pets and hopefully bring them into millinery. So that has been actually recorded and it's yet to be edited, but hopefully by the end of year that will be out. We're also, um, we just recently um, started a very serious course, but I'm very excited about it. 
a milliner came to me and said uh, she's had incredible experience, incredible success in her business, and she has wanted to share some of her business expertise specifically in millinery. So we have started this series and we've uh, started filming uh, just this week and very excited because um, yeah, just the way she's presenting it, she's very um, methodical and um, she really knows where the rubber hits the road in building a successful business. And it's very exciting that she's going to share this. So that will be a series over the next 12 months. So I'm very excited about that because currently, um, you know, these students, they make all their hats and then they say, I've got to sell them. How do I sell them? So I have a standard email that gives them a few clues about how they market, whether it's online or whether it's at a local boutique or um, whatever, pop-up shop or market, whatever it is. So um, th this uh, business training will answer all the questions that students have. Sounds like a wonderful addition. Looking forward to seeing what other classes Hat Academy has coming up. Thank you so much for your time today, Elaine. It was wonderful to hear about the Evolution Hat Academy. Thank you so much, Lauren, for the opportunity to uh, share with all the people um, on your podcast uh, because truly millinery is the most wonderful thing. And for me, it's an absolute privilege um, you know, my mission statement was to teach the techniques and uh, so that everyone else can then develop their own unique creativity. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode with Lane Murgard. We'd like to thank our Patreon podcast supporters, Ms. Haiti Millinery, the Millinery Association of Australia, Catherine Cherry Millinery, the Hat Academy, The Essential Hat, and Louise McDonald Milliner. You and your business can become a patron supporter of Millinery Info. There are two levels available, a supporter level to show your interest in support of Millinery Info, or a podcast sponsor. Our podcast sponsor is from $15 a month, and with that you receive a thank you in our monthly podcast, like this, a link to your website on each of our podcast articles on our website and in our newsletter. You can choose to support us ongoing or for a set period of time. It's a wonderful way to have your business, supplies or event heard about in the ears of milliners across the globe. You can keep up to date with the latest podcasts or look back through the past episodes on our website or follow along in your favourite podcast app. If you know someone who might be interested, how about sending them a link to your favourite episode? We'd love to spread the word about this podcast series and we can do that with your support. We hope you've enjoyed this episode with Elaine, hearing about Hat Academy, and we look forward to bringing you another episode next month.